there little dicky back in the studio all right okay back at it again with another edition of opposite ends uh for all the loose ends out there thank you for joining us once again for all the new listeners uh quick recap of what we do and who we are i'm jp alongside kyle smith and what we do is uh we provide a platform to pretty much argue debate discuss agree disagree on any issues that uh kind of kind of come up uh kyle takes a uh, certain stance I tend to agree or disagree. I try to play the political neutral. Uh, and from there, we he generate... Gets, he gets proven wrong quite often. Kyle likes so. to think he wins. Um, I like to think of it as as a, as a win for discussion. <laughs> okay. Whatever you say, dude. All right. So, uh, weekend's over. Back in the studio. Kyle, what's new? Um, with me, not a whole lot. Um, okay. going... Same, same, same thing as usual. Uh, you ask me what's new. I still don't have a job. <laughs> and... <laughs> ask you what's new nothing and right. uh yeah not a whole lot really uh, oh, a- i did i did get my not federal but my state tax return ah, baby. so i did not have to drive for uber or lyft last weekend that's right so i'm gonna talk that up as a win <laughs> and a- try to hold off for that federal return to hit that's right uh <laughs> you took a video interview i'm going to okay um that's coming up with a webcam and everything webcam and everything they gotta see uh they the, it takes a video of me answering questions that they submit and you have a certain amount of time to answer each one Are and there's you? no person on the other end and then you submit your video and then their hr person uh they watch the video of you interviewing with nobody are you are you gonna wear pants or are you just gonna wear the the business out of top? principle out of principle i'm gonna wear something goofy on the bottom so i okay. can't see and um are i'll you wear gonna, i'll wear like a collared shirt up top and are, my hair. are you gonna wear makeup no makeup are you gonna put a filter on um i don't think i'd be able to figure out how Okay, so you're just going to go raw, dude. Go uh, for it. Yep. Do you know what questions they're going to ask? I have no idea. You're just ready to go shoot from yep. the hip. Okay, yep. all right. Apparently, I like that. I looked up some tutorials on the on the program, and apparently it asks you a question, and then you have 30 seconds to think about it before it starts recording. Dude, so that's worse. About, so I could think about my lies that I'm going <laughs> to tell before it actually starts recording me and be more like, you know, prepared. So have you ever lied in an interview? Um, I don't think I've had an interview where I haven't. Oh my god! And that's throughout my entire life. That's starting at age sixteen. What's been the most blatant, biggest, or you know, let's not even call it a lie. Let's call it a stretch of the truth. Can you recall? Uh, I'd say my my two most recent. Oh no, not the most recent one. Two most recent ones before that. Um, one was in Boulder, Colorado, and one was in uh, Denver, Colorado. Were they in person? No, these were both on the phone. But um, they asked. Both both jobs asked. So why is it that you want to move to uh, Colorado? I see that you live in California and along the coast specifically. You know, what do you want to move to Colorado for? And I can't say because I think the hunting would be great. Every time I read um, tips on interview questions, whenever people say, um, if somebody asks you why you want to relocate and move out of state, you better say it's because of family members or friends or something along those lines. Because they, they feel like they want you to be anchored. Yeah, they'll feel like you're not going to be sustainable in that position. So both times I said, you know what? Uh, my brother and his wife are pregnant <laughs> and they are going to be having a baby in a few months. And they both um, they both uh, are, are living there. So um, 
one time one time there was a follow-up one time there wasn't so one time they said oh cool and the other time they asked oh so what do they do and i said i just use the jobs they have now like oh you know she's a she's a um i said radio i said some some radiologist i said some kind of hospital profession for her that's great and i said and he works for you know the wastewater treatment plant over there and I, I really I want to be there because I really want to be in my nephew's life as he's growing up. Like, so oh, that's great. I think okay. I've heard that I've heard the story before. I think it's extremely weird that someone would say I really want to be in my nephew's life. Yeah. Why? I, I think that's weird. I think it almost comes off as like I'm not saying you are, but I'm. It kind of comes off like a creepy uncle, you know? Like I just really want to be in my nephew's well, life. I don't know. And then I, it's like, well, don't don't you want to have any kids of your own? And like, you want to be in their lives? And, right. But but look at it this way. And actual true examples, I've had multiple ex-girlfriends in the past who have either left the city or left the state, and and they've all voiced, you know, I want to be in my nieces or I want to be I want to be in my nephew's life because their siblings were having kids and they wanted to be a part of their life. Oh, interesting. Okay, uh, I'm a little skeptical on that. I'd be like, dude, that's kind of weird, but to each their own. Um, you can't just tell them like, hey, I'm just a big fan of the outdoors. That's kind of why I'm leaning towards this state. I tried that when I interviewed at uh, Gusto. They weren't having it. They said, "They said, oh, so like, why do you think you'll like Denver?" And I said, "Yeah, I'm an avid hunter." Oh, and I think, I think um, it was a pretty uh, liberal office. Yeah, they were... say the least. So I think uh, I don't think they like that. Yeah. All right. Well, that's great. What so do you got? Uh... From after that interview, I was like, "That's it. I'm lying. I'm lying about <laughs> everything now." So do you think there's a new like? With technology, do you think people are like leaning towards the more Skype oriented interviews and yes, all that? Especially. For one, I think it saves the company time and money. Okay. And two, especially with so many people uh, wanting jobs in different areas and wanting to relocate and willing to accept jobs wherever they are, I think it's the most efficient way. I don't get me wrong. I hate. I hate it. I hate doing it. I think. But I think for the company, it is the most efficient way. Yeah, I think for like dot com companies or like anything remote is going to be really viable. But having said that, I'm listening to XM radio the other day. And then I was thinking, like, who really listens to radio? It's Pandora, or it's YouTube, or it's your own phone. Right. And then, to take it a step further, someone calls in and leaves a voice, like, like leaves, like, a DJ shout-out. Like, hey, I just want to thank you guys for playing the best music that, you know, like, da-da-da, this is my mix, it's totally me, like, I appreciate you guys. (laughs) And I'm just sitting there cringing, going, dude, who picks up the phone and calls the radio? I think that is so 90s. When I was in grade school... I used to do it because they used to do the um, they called them cage matches. So they put one song up against another song, and people would call in and vote for their favorite of the two. And then you know when you called in, they would let you do shoutouts. So I used to sit there and wait for the cage matches, right? And I'd call in. Oh my! And, gosh. and I would and and I'd be like, oh, can I give a shout out? They'd be like, yeah. So I vote <laughs> for somebody, and then and then I'd be like, I want to shout out, you know, Chase Sanders, Ryan Bridge, like my friends at the time. Yeah, yeah, big shout outs right there. The, okay, you gave cool. a shout out right and now would, too. And it would always, yeah, and it would always be delayed a little bit, right? Yeah. So I'd do the shout outs. I'd fucking hang up, and I'd call the friends that I shout out to. Like, listen, go to go to ninety six point one. Go to go to radio station ninety six point one. You have to listen. And then and then sure as shit, dude. Like five minutes later. I want to vote for uh, the gorillas, and uh, can I give a shout out? That's can I right. Shout out to my friend Chase Sanders and Brian Bishop, and then I call him about. Did you hear that? Fuck yeah! Like, I heard that. That was so cool. So, so I'm getting all pumped up talking about. Now, it. would you call a DJ now? No, because I'm an adult and and radio's <laughs> dead. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, who does that? Like, you can't even tweet them. Like, hey, big tweet. Like, tweeting's cool. 
I think that's the new version of the radio call-in. Maybe. Like, the tweet or the email. Maybe the people that call in are the people that are forced to listen to the radio. Like people that drive vehicles that are like year 2000 and below. Like company. But even then. No, not like, even company. People just have crappy old cars. With uh, only radio access. But even then, you know, a lot of people drive with headphones in. Yeah. Which is illegal and unsafe. But in the state of California. That's neither here nor there. Huh? <laughs> it's like, oh, that's neither here nor there. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm just saying it's it's... It's it's super unsafe. Yeah, you can't, can't hear horns as well and shit. But anyways, um, yeah, maybe it's just the people that have older cars. Yeah, but I would never do it. I would never do it either because I think it's a waste of time. I would be embarrassed if someone was calling the radio and I was with them. I'd be like, "What are you doing, dude?" <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, no, no, hang up, man. Yeah, <laughs> this is the twenty first century. Yeah. Um. All right. Before we kind of get into this topic that we got here. Um. By the actually, way, on that on that same subject. Yeah. You'd be better off fucking calling nine one one to report. <laughs> Somebody for being a drunk driver that just cuts you off that you want to see pull over. <laughs> I'm going to say you've never done that, right? Never. Definitely not at least five times. <laughs> Have you really done it? <laughs> Wait, were they people you knew? No. Okay, we got to hear this I'm one, saying, Okay, the most recent one. <laughs> hey, I'll, I, 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 might, I might need to plead the fifth here, dude. Um, okay, well, how about... Uh, is there a statute of limitations on this or no? I don't know. Well, let's... You know what? I'll say um, a friend of a friend. Okay. I heard that a friend of mine once <laughs> was driving guy. from uh, Santa Maria okay. to the Chumash Casino. It was dark. It's about a 35, 40 minute drive. Yeah, it was dark. And this friend of mine decided to pass this car because they were doing about, you know, 60, maybe 65 in the fast lane. So this friend of mine passes on the right. Or at least begins to pass on the right. The car sees what's going on and swerves over and gets in front of them so they can't pass. Fuck. Which causes my friend to hit the brakes fairly hard with a car full of people. What kind of but, what kind of car was your friend driving? <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> Anyways. So at that point in time, my friend said, oh, Was fuck. I with your friend? I don't think so. Okay. So at that point in time, my friend said, oh, fuck no. My friend... Called 911 to report a drunk driver, get the license plate and everything, said it was almost hitting other cars and swerving like crazy. And uh, they said, okay, we'll get an officer out there right away. And I told them where we were and how fast we were going and stuff like that. So, I mean, you my, said, my friend told them <laughs> where we were and how fast we were You said you guys are going the speed limit though, right? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> so what happened to the car? Do you, you know any follow-up? Uh, I, I took the exit before the CHP made it out there. Or my friend took the exit before CHP made it out there. Wow. Well, I like I like to think you were doing God's work there. Uh, it wasn't keep, me. It was my friend. At least your friend was doing uh, God's work, keeping the roads safe. True um, story. Did your friend win money at the casino? I Honestly, it was a long, long time ago. I don't recall. Okay. All right. Um, so, oh anyways, where were you going to transition into? We were going to... We were gonna, <laughs> I, I like that, though. Uh, <laughs> is that the only time that your friend has called the cops for anything other than drunk from, driving? From what I've heard... Uh, no. <laughs> what else what I've heard, a lot of angry people... Uh, a lot of times that that friend has been angry, it stemmed into him calling the police on somebody. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, Can you elaborate on any of that? Not at this time. Okay. For another for another cast? Maybe. Sign some NDAs. I was going to segue into, uh, into fraternities. There have been two college fraternities in the news recently. Uh, one of them coming from Yale. Ooh, uh, Ivy League. Yeah, yeah. Let me hold on, pull up the article here. Okay. Um, so, in short, 
Yale University's fraternities may soon be required to allow women to join. At least that's what the newly filed class action lawsuit against the Ivy League College and its all-male frats is seeking to achieve. Three female Yale undergrad students have filed class action lawsuits against Yale and its frats, claiming all these male frats dominate the school's culture, which in turn leads to an environment in which sexual misconduct runs rampant. Furthermore, the lawsuits allege that Yale and the frats discriminate against women by not integrating them into these groups. The women are asking that the frats start admitting female members as a means of making the campus safer. Does it go both ways? Can males join sororities? Because I'd love to join a sorority and live in a sorority house with everybody. Ooh, I don't think... Would that be frowned upon? Because that, to me, sounds like a double standard. Hold on, there's one comment here. <laughs> Someone commented on it? Hey, you know what? Going into the radio DJ thing, who comments on these random-ass news, news articles? articles? Dude, dude. The, hey, have you ever been on, like, KSBY, like, the local news? I gotta sign like, in to when, read the comments. When stories come out on the local news, because you could just sign in with your Facebook page on that. There's like a hundred people that comment on stories. I can't like get over half that. the people are racist, half aren't, half the people are sexist, half aren't. And these people on the KSBY site just have fucking internet keyboard battles. I can't Dude, I they would, are hilarious to read. Knowing that, we should do <laughs> a so segment funny. where we just troll the forums. We should. And just go for like the like the top comments of the week. <laughs> we should. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I can't read the comment. I gotta log in. I'm not Anyways. gonna log into this new site. Um can males join the female fraternities? That's what I'm asking. Who knows? Uh, women, the women further said... Oh, let me see here. Hold on. Okay. It says right here. Right now, students are forced to make a choice between having a social life and not feeling safe at parties or feeling safe but barely being able to go out at all. <laughs> we want Yale to take decisive action to make the change so people no longer are forced to make that choice. The women further said that frats offer a vast network of privileges to its members, including connections and networking. They also denied that sororities have the same offerings to their members. Sororities don't tend to have nearly the same connections as fraternities. Fraternities often have people, I think, in higher positions of power, and certainly on campus, they occupy a much higher social space. So, let me, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to tread carefully. Fraternities and sororities start equally, right? So Not, not according to, to Singer, who was in an interview with CBS News, but yes, go on. But Okay, but that, that, they're not saying that they start equally. They're saying that it just so happens that fraternities have more networking opportunities and, and people in higher leadership positions and stuff like that. What's the only difference between fraternities and sororities? So here, I think we're going to... Wait, think, wait. I'll let you answer it, but I think we're going to... Oh, I'm asking you. What's the main difference between a fraternity and a sorority? Uh, they both pay for friends. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, Are you messing with me right now? No, I'm not messing with you. What is with the me. original requirement to be in a fraternity? I believe it's your gender. Okay, and what about a sorority? I would agree. It's your gender. Okay. So then the only difference, I would argue... Is the sex is that gender. males are doing things a certain way and females are doing things a certain way, now, and and I think it's I think it's the wrong approach to say you know what they're getting all this they're doing all that I'm gonna be a part of that now or I'm gonna say instead of saying you know what girls <laughs> <laughs> you know what girls 
Why don't we do this? Why don't we do this? Why don't we do that? Why don't we change and do this? Why don't we not go to any more fraternity parties if we feel unsafe there? Why don't we just quit interacting with fraternities? Why don't we quit doing exchanges with fraternities? Why don't we quit putting ourselves in those positions in fraternities and do it our way? Here's, here's, okay, I'm going to play the devil's advocate here. Here's where, where the, here's where these biases come into play. Okay, coming from Yale, that's a very prestigious. You're coming from Yale? No, no, no. Someone with a degree from Yale comes with a lot of prestige and often a lot more weight than a degree from Long Beach or Fullerton. Or Illinois. (laughs) Or Western. (laughs) So in order for that, that institution to carry its weight, you have to subject yourself to the institution's culture, if that makes sense, to be a part of it. You don't. You don't have to. That's what these women are exactly trying to say is, look, we don't have to subject ourselves to this extracurricular culture that allegedly is oppressing and sexually mistreating uh, its female student body, if that makes sense. So Yale saying, look, we're tight. We're super cool. We carry all this weight in the, in the, in the industry. And if you want to be a part of it, this is what you got to subject yourself to. And that's what I... At the basis, in my opinion, Yale doesn't force to, people to be in a fraternity or sorority. They sure don't. But if you want opportunities that Yale can provide, that might be something you have to go through. Yeah. All, again, a personal choice. But does that make it okay? I think that is what these women are trying to say is like, it's not okay that we have to, in order to get the same prestige that Yale has, it's not okay that we have to go to a frat party or go to a networking event that is undertoned with fraternity lingo or humor or innuendo crude humor crude quote-unquote crude humor um and i think that's what they're trying to get out here and i think that's where this lawsuit has come up so let's i have let's an argument a, I, I have an argument that'll uh, not yeah, even yeah. an argument yeah, but yeah, a statement let's hear it. Yep, yep, yep. that will solve the entire thing let's do it let's hear it unfortunately it sucks but life's not fair that's like the same argument that we had the very first podcast we ever did. Remember we did it on yeah. women in the military? Yep. Guess what? That's like them saying, you know what? I want everything that all the males have in the military, but I don't want to meet the same standard. Instead of doing 42 push-ups like them, I should only have to do 19 and I should get the same shit. So let's look at... let's look. Life's at, unfair. Let's look at business. Business is predominantly male-driven and it's been that way for hundreds of years. The women that are trying to emerge into business are at a very, very unique disadvantage. And that Not is, anymore. They still are. Okay. Not anymore. I'm going to take this business analogy and translate it to real estate. A lot of slaves weren't allowed to own property. A lot of minorities weren't allowed to own property. Generational wealth was transferred through property for generations. It still is. It's, and it still is, 100%. But unfortunately, the minorities, quote unquote, are now set back probably two to 300 years. So they're playing catch up effectively. And so that's what the women are trying to sit here and say. They're saying, look, we're playing catch up in the university game. And it we feel that I'm using their kind of language here. We feel it can start with the culture. Continue. Applause? No. H- applause? <laughs> no. So that's where I'm going with that. So the business world's dominated by males. University life is driven by males. These women are saying, look, we're trying to play catch up here. We're trying to break down some barriers. We're trying to navigate this 
prestigious university, but in doing so, we realize that we got to subject ourselves to X, Y, and Z, which we don't necessarily agree with. So let's let's do a thought experiment. And barriers this is, aren't there anymore. They're not there anymore, correct? But they've been there for hundreds of years. So what we're seeing now is the is the rebuilding process or the restructuring, if that makes sense. Hopefully that makes sense. Well, let's do a thought experiment. What happens if they win? What happens if fraternities are allowed and quote unquote need to accept female applicants? I think you could look at that the same way that you can look at Boy Scouts, right? Because oh, okay. now, like now there was the first the first females got accepted into the Boy Scouts. I forgot what state it was in or what city or whatever, right? But you know what's going to happen? Parents are going to sit there and be like, what do you mean girls are now allowed in the Boy Scouts? That's what Girl Scouts are for. And they had virtually the same argument, right? So what's going to happen is parents are going to say, you know what? Let's say, let's say I'm a parent and I have a son named Juan Pablo, okay? <laughs> I'm going to say, you know what, Juan Pablo... No, you're not joining the fucking Boy Scouts. It's not the Boy Scouts anymore. And you know what? Uh, and I'm going to take a step further in a second. But I thought you were going to say Juan Pablo's going to be transgendered. There's some, <laughs> there's some parents. I, I would say there's a lot of parents out there that are going to look at what the, what's happening in the Boy Scouts and say, no, you're not doing that. My original argument, when they first brought up that whole, you know what? Girls need to be in the Boy Scouts. My original argument was, why don't they just call it the Scouts then? Just and totally have it, take out the gender. Take out the gender, call it the scouts, and have it be unisex. Right? Yeah. That would make sense. But instead, instead of them arguing for that, they're arguing that they want to be part of the Boy Scouts. And they're ultimately, they're ultimately working against themselves, and they're causing more people to dislike the whole, like, everything that's going on. They're causing people to build up more hatred towards them. They're causing people to build up more... Um, the more us versus them style Correct. Of- and they're uh, doing it to themselves, group, group and they thing. don't realize it. And, and you can relate that to anything. You can relate that to minorities in the workplace, females in the workplace, glass ceilings that don't exist anymore. The more they fight for what they already have, or what's technically not there, so to speak, as the way it was in the past, people are just going to hate them. It's going to get ten times worse. So you're thinking that that their fight to to join the other side is creating animosity towards their ultimate goal and, and ultimate fight. You know what I you know what I would do if that was if I was in a fraternity at Yale yeah, yeah. and they and and that thing got passed and they said, "You know what? You got to let females in." You know what I would do? I would shut down the fraternity. Why? Because <laughs> boys are bust. Here we go, gentlemen. Who's with no, me? No, I mean you could you could say it like that. <laughs> but sure, like the and that's ex- that's exactly what I would do. I would say, you know what? You're going to force me to do that? Fine, I won't do it anymore. Now, all the opportunity that was there, all the extracurricular stuff, all the networking, all the future jobs, whatever, guess what? Fuck you, I'm shutting it down. The so, same way, the whole look net, at, the whole you can relate it to the same way, and we haven't even touched on this, and it's actually a very current event, how Amazon is no longer building their headquarters in, in New, New York, York. right? Because New York said, meh, 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 you're not going to do that without this, and we're not giving you those tax cuts. And they said, okay, Fine, fuck you. We'll go build it in Virginia. And that's what they're going to do. The the whole networking thing is a is a I think it's kind of like that double speak for let's keep the business in the in the immediate social circle boys. Like keep keep the business in the family or keep it amongst the group, keep it amongst us and pass that down. And that's why I think women are so frustrated or I, I guess it's that's hard. What it's, are there it's for. They can do big, the same they can do the same thing. They can, but they're a couple hundred years behind. 
because of institutional oppression that no longer exists right it does not exist anymore or it's getting better i guess but it's it, it hasn't been there and males quote unquote not getting to the whole gender thing males have had a, a couple hundred year head start on i would even say thousands of years head start on like running empires and building civilizations i'm not saying that women can't do that i'm just saying that the males have done it for so long and that's why females now are like all right, cool. We can now do anything and everything. But now we're realizing that we're kind of in a boat without a paddle here because the dudes next to us are in speedboats and they're just handing the keys to their kids. That's kind of an analogy I would make if that would make sense. Yeah, and, th- and that's their right. And, you know, I would hand it to my kids if I had the opportunity to. I would And too. I would go back to my original argument. I get it. It sucks. Life's not fair. Guess what? Look at it from my perspective. I haven't been able to get a job for the past four months. Fuck, life's not fair. But guess what? You go back to that that gusto job or, or even one of the most recent true, ones true. where they said, you know what, we we had a, a different applicant. I promise, especially I know for a fact the gusto one was a female who I was more qualified for because I talked about uh, I talked to her about her resume and what she did in the past, and I was way more qualified for the job than she was. But guess what? She knew three people there, Naturally. and they probably and they and and their office was like eighty percent female from what I saw. So, yeah, okay, I think you know. I guess that's a very unique. There's, that's a very unique perspective because you're 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 perceiving that from the other end of the spectrum. You're like, dude, I don't care. I don't agree. I don't see any of that that BS because I'm experiencing it. I've seen it from the other perspective. Yeah, I would say that almost all of your arguments today, it's basically like a red pill, like you know, yeah. you know the series, the red pill that you watched, and there was that. For, I don't know if we've talked about it on the podcast or not. I don't think we have the red pill. It's about this feminist who does. She, she's a, she's a very strong feminist and she does all this research and starts interviewing people and males that say you know what feminists and women aren't really oppressed it's more the males that are getting screwed here males and in today's society are more oppressed in her opinion after doing the legwork yeah at the end of the th- at the end of the document documentary she announced that she's no longer a fem- feminist and there were multiple times throughout the documentary where she listened to male stories and cried yeah and she was like she was I no longer. I'm. She was, at the very end. She said she was no longer associating with feminism, but she also said that she does not want to be a male in today's society. Yeah, exactly. Oh. But I think we're kind of birdwalking here off the frat deal. I actually do want to talk about that topic. Uh, maybe oh, on another gonna podcast. Into, I was going to go into more detail on that one thing, and I forgot what it was now. Which was it? I don't remember. I said I'll go what? more into detail. I I just forgot what it was. Anyways, what were you? Was say? it with uh, trying to get the job? Red pill? No, it was way before that. I don't remember. Hmm. So, ooh, speaking of fraternities, I think we kind of got into some pretty good conversation there. Um, but with other fraternities, Cal Poly's under the under the sun again for its third frat getting uh, <laughs> getting. Uh, gosh, what was it Caught called? For Suspended. That's right. Or oh. under probation for hazing. They were making their pledges do push-ups. If the pledges failed to answer correct history questions uh, of the sorority or of the fraternity. And in my opinion, that's not hazing. You know why? Because at any time they could have said, you know what? I'm not doing the push-ups. I'm out of here. I don't need to be part of your fraternity. They chose to do the push-ups the same way someone in the military, people in the military, they could say, you know what? Fuck you. I'm not doing those push-ups. They choose to do the push-ups because they want. They don't want to get kicked out of the military. So using this logic, the military, according to higher education standards, Hazes all of their recruits. Yeah. According to Cal Poly standards, I guess, at this point. 
and that's okay for the military, but not okay for colleges. Right? What they're trying to say. And by the way, now here's where we're going to get the, their whole problem with hazing originally stemmed from people either hurting themselves or dying from excessive drinking. And the hazing, the hazing was them forcing them to drink. Here's what's crazy: they don't get forced to drink anymore. They were being told to do push-ups. They told someone, remember this dude? They had someone drink water, and the dude had drank like over like what a couple gallons of water and died. He drowned. I didn't hear that. This was years ago. Yeah, dude. Like one of the, they had to drink like a cup of water for every question they got wrong, and the dude really wanted to be a part of this frat. And he drank so much water that he drowned. That's insane. That is so crazy. Um, that to me that sounds like more extreme Darwinism than anything. But <laughs> oh my you know, um, but uh, what was I going to okay, say? Let's, let's, oh, so one of one of the one of the reasons um, this was like years ago that one of the frats was I don't know if it was Pike or some a different frat, but um, they got suspended for hazing. But the way they were hazing. Was they would they were playing a game? It was called "Don't Fuck Your Buddy," right? <laughs> so they would line up like five or six dudes, right? And they'd hand them a giant bottle, full bottle of like Captain Morgan or Jack Daniels or whatever, a and fifth, they'd say a fifth or a handle, fifth, fifth handle okay. bottle, whatever. I'm not entirely <laughs> sure, but they would say this game's called "Don't Fuck Your Buddy." The last person is gonna finish whatever's in this bottle, okay? So don't fuck your buddy. So it would be your, it would be who of you. To, in, in your best interest, to drink as much as you possibly can before passing it to the next dude. Because you don't want it to get back to the last guy at 75% full and have him be forced to fucking finish the bottle. That's a bad deal. That, it would be a good way to get somebody killed. And that's and that was a good reason to suspend that frat. Yeah, that's a bad But for push-ups, deal. give me a fucking break. We had one called... Uh, I mean, my, we? my friend had one, I heard, called <laughs> Edward Forty Hands. Where we they had forties uh, tied, taped to their hands, so they could. Oh, I've heard about. They that. had both of their hands filled with Mickey's, <laughs> so they couldn't do anything with their hands until they finished yeah, the bottles. Yeah, but it was a great way to meet people because you knew who was new. <laughs> oh, that's cool. <laughs> it was like, oh, you did cool. All right, and see, and going back to the and, and here, oh, here <laughs> going back to the females that want to be in a fraternity. That's something that they would also complain about. Not that they, not that that happens anymore, but I'm just saying that would be another thing that would be not the same standard. If you fucking slapped two forties into girls' hands and taped them and said you can't do shit until you finish these, you go to fucking prison for that. It'd have to be two. T- yeah, that's true. It'd have to be two tall boys though. So let's let me jump into this article. Okay, it says right here, another frat is in hot water after avoiding Cal Poly's anti-hazing policy. A university investigation found that chapter of the Kappa Sigma frat engaged in hazing activities in which pledges were quizzed on frat history and then were required to do push-ups as punishment for incorrect (laughs) answers, university spokeswoman Cynthia Lambert said in an email. Separately, the frat also held events during its pledging process at which minors had access to alcohol, Lambert said. Before we break down this article, let me just kind of get through the gist of it. This here. is college. Minors will always have access to alcohol. As a result of the investigation, which was conducted, blah, 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 da, 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 they were placed on probation. Uh, chapter leadership has to re- has to complete educational training on risk management, da, 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 blah, sanction, blah, 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 blah. Here's, the, here's, here's a good one here. Hazing is defined by Cal Poly as a method of initiation 
or pre-initiation into a student organization or student body likely to cause serious bodily injury and, quote, physical harm, personal degradation, or disgrace resulting in physical or mental harm to any former, current, or prospective students. So how do push-ups do any of that? Yeah, let's think about that. Okay, so if I was a Cal Poly... Um, if I was, uh, pledger? No, not a pledger. On their board of directors or whatever, trying to like break down this whole thing. I would say that doing push-ups as a method of initiation, meaning it was a requirement for completing the initiation process, that right there would... would define its hazing procedure um, i would chalk that up as a win if i found out students were making other students do push-ups because right. that means they're not drinking but i right but i think i mean i mean naturally they're drinking it but says I here, mean, like, they're not punishing them with alcohol it says that causes bodily injury physical harm i would even say push-ups are like beneficial so like yeah more people should be doing push-ups in america <laughs> anyways but here's where it goes like personal degradation or disgrace resulting in physical or mental harm so i mean personal degradation or disgrace i can hear you i can visualize you just laying into some guy for not being able to do push-ups dude i can see i can see it if you're a male and you can't do a push-up you deserve to be laid into in my opinion and i think that's where the school's like they have to take this approach of like well how do we know your opinion's correct and like whose opinion's right and what makes a right opinion and if we're institution of learning how do we you know, how do we endorse behavior that we may or may not know is correct? And I think that's where they're coming from. That, stem, that stems into exactly what I just remember what I was going to talk about. Okay, what was it? So my argument would be against, and, you know, every college principal, board member, congressman, woman, everyone would disagree with me. But I'm here to spit what I think is a fact. College is not beneficial from a learning perspective, unless your degree is extremely specified and ultimately going to prepare you for the workplace afterwards. College brings you the most benefits by learning how to interact and talk with your peers, i.e. from parties, from hanging out. It, it allows people to experiment not only with alcohol, but sexually and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And that's so the you, most beneficial part, in my opinion, for a young person to go to college than it is from a learning perspective because most people, I wouldn't say most people actually, I would actually say not very many people would agree with me in saying that the college education system is a complete joke and a waste of time. So let me just see if I if I get what you're saying here. What you're saying is college adds benefit if your degree or your field of employment is extremely specified like a doctor or a, Surgeon, a, a nuclear dentist, engineer, nurse, something extremely specified and high, high knowledge based. Then you're also saying that college adds real benefit by being able to communicate with your peers on a professional level. Is that right? Not, on a not more necessarily level? on a professional level, but just learning how to interact with other adults and other people your age that are, you know, are coming right from high school with not much knowledge of how life is and how the world is and experimenting with everything. Okay, with them or uh, around them. or Yeah, whether same. it be a party, whether it be, you know, just hanging out with new friends whether it be drinking, they get... All, so it's almost they, like a coming-of-age enlightenment. Right, and it's almost like getting that out of the way so that, guess what? Now that college is over, it's time to be an adult and succeed in life. You know, I, I feel bad for people that don't get to experiment with that. And then, you know, by the time they hit age 30, they're like, fuck, you know, like, I, I feel like I didn't even have fun in life. I feel like, you know, because they didn't get to experience those normal things. 
And I think from an from an education standpoint, college is a joke. I I I like I went and that's why I changed my degree. Originally, I had a degree. In, I was I was getting my degree in criminal justice, right? Right. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna get a business degree. Then I'm gonna go into the world of business. Dude, my degree was such a joke. Not only was it easy to obtain, it was easy to cheat in. And whether I cheated or not, I feel like I would have taken the same amount out of it. The only the only thing I would have taken out of it more if I didn't cheat was I would have learned how to type 30 fucking pages at a time instead of typing two and then cheating the rest of them. <laughs> I didn't learn anything. I learned how to fucking type 30 pages in 24 hours because it was due the next day because it was a dumbass research project that i didn't learn anything from all i had to do was fucking i had to go on the internet and find all these crazy stupid statistics and facts and put them on my paper and act like i cared about it i think i think what we're exposing here is the reality of college the reality of not just college but the education system and that there's flaws even even through there's flaws in every part even through grade school junior high high school all that stuff like i can honestly sit here and say i would be mad at myself if i got a 4.0 through all that if i was a 4.0 student and i was sitting here now i'd be like why the fuck did I waste my time doing all that? I feel bad for our friends that graduated with 4.0s, 4.1s, 4.2. Cause you know how people could do more, take honors classes and get above right. a 4.0. I feel bad for those people that dedicated their entire life at that time to fucking schoolwork. And guess what? Now they're working average jobs that pay fifty thousand dollars a year. I feel fucking bad for those people. Cause guess what? I barely well, I didn't I didn't barely squeak by. I was like a C to B student, but I wish I was more of a C student. And I wish I would have spent more time doing things that were fun yeah, or, that I wanted to do at the time or than fucking world, studying for bullshit exams. Real world applicable. Yeah. Or I trade think, schools. Uh, or Yeah. And, and actually, this might be a good podcast topic on the next one because I know we're kind of getting lengthy here. But the education system isn't so much an environment for learning. It's more of a, an environment for regurgitation. I know I'm not the only one that feels that way. Um, I feel like if you're a successful kid in, in – Amongst your peers, you're going to be a successful person in life. Um, if you're an unsuccessful kid, I think you're going to have like a tough time in school, regardless of the curriculum. Um, but I think that carries all the way through college, and I think the bureaucracy of it is a little, a little over the top. But that's not no neither here nor there. Some of some of the quote unquote most poor student, poor the poor students. In, in high school, right? The kids that got in trouble a lot, the kids that got bad grades, the kids that got a lot of detentions or on-campus suspensions or anything like that, that were just considered, you know, failures almost, you could say. Some of those kids are some of the most successful people yeah. since high school. Like the straight-A students, they're all on average jobs, right? Some of the problem kids, dude, like there's one guy, I'm not going to dump his name, but I mean, like he's, he's a, I would consider him a friend. He moved to... Texas started his own fucking uh, contractor uh, construction company. Yeah. Dude makes fucking money. And if you asked any of his teachers, they would have been like, he was no, he's joke. he's fucked. He's not going anywhere. And they would have said the same thing about me. Too. I mean, they would have been right as of right now. But, <laughs> but dude, like your grades in school, I think, are such a, a bad um, prediction of where you are going to be later in life. I, and I would say the the poor students are the ones that haven't figured it out. Have, the ones that haven't figured out. Like, they this have, is dumb. This is a waste of my fucking time. I'd rather be around the corner smoking weed right now or drinking or doing something that I think would be fun for 15 minutes. That would be more beneficial than me studying for this dumbass exam for eight hours. Now, I'm going to, again, I'm going to play some devil's advocacy here. I think that the student who 
who applies himself in school isn't so much teaching himself the material, but teaching himself how to learn. And I think that is extremely important. I think the process of learning, the process of obtaining knowledge, the process of of extracting information and determining whether or not it's real or bogus, or the process that someone goes through to truly grasp a concept is what you should be learning in school and what is way more important than the immediate gratification of, look, what I'm learning right now is not important, so I'm going to go do something that is worth my time. I would argue against that and say that that's ultimately bad for the person to be learning that way, learning learning that process, because I think that sets them up to be a wage slave for the rest of their life. That sets them up to be an employee working for somebody else for the rest of their life. I And they won't know anything different. I think that with the ability to learn, you can learn whatever it is you want to learn. Like, I was a strong student. I never would have known anything different. But because I was, you know, very fortunate, I've gone through the process, I can now learn things that I feel like I want to learn. And maybe maybe what I want is different than what Joe Schmo wants. But at the same time, if I wanted to be comfortable in a job 24-7, then I could, you know, put myself in that position. But if what I wanted was, you know, something greater, financial freedom, whatever, 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 I could learn how to follow that path as well, um, for better or worse. Okay, I, I guess I could see, I could see your point there, but I would also say I know we're fucking we should probably end soon, but um, I would say that I learned more from one or two books that I chose, like regular, not school books, but like a book that I chose to read, like just on financial literacy. I learned more. I would say one book. Yeah, I learned more from one book that was more beneficial than every single thing I learned in my entire college career. I just wish the curriculum changed, like. When are we going to need to know who was the second president or what the state capital of North Dakota is? Or how to write in cursive. Cursive's tight. You could you could argue that cursive's tight, but what, I mean, the only reason to know how to write in cursive is your fucking name to sign a goddamn check. That's it. And checks are outdated. Yeah. So I, I just wish the curriculum changed, I, I, if I had to say one thing on that. Um, let's, let me recap here. We had Yale and a class action lawsuit against the fraternities and their good old boys club trying to allow females. We've also had Cal Poly and we dabbled on their anti-hazing policy and apparently making your pledges do push-ups is not cool and we'll get you on suspension. Um, and then we kind of we kind of touched on the, the education system and its desperate need of an overhaul. Um, Kyle, you have the last word. Take us away. The only thing I want to say this last, the last word that I have is Ultimately, and I'm not just talking about just minorities, just females, just whatever. When people try to change a system that has nothing wrong with it, I think it will ultimately lead to people hating them more and it will work against their cause more than they think they're being a pioneer for. And and I don't think people like that will ever realize that. And ultimately, it'll it'll just hurt them in the long run for the short time that they have on this earth. All all. right, Loose Ends. Thank you for joining us today. And for all the new Loose Ends, thank you so much for listening. We are the Opposite Ends. I am JP. This is Kyle. We're out of here. Peace out.